Hey, it's Rich, and welcome to a brand new leadership series that I'm titling Mondays with Maxwell. One of the reasons why I'm using this uh, as a title is because no one author has influenced me more when it comes to uh, leadership and understanding leadership and how to lead and understanding the concepts and then how to execute, how to influence people, how to how to grow and develop influence. No one person has impacted my life and my ministry from a leadership standpoint, from a knowledge and execution than John Maxwell. Uh, you know his books. You've probably read some of them, if not all of them. And so what I want to do on Mondays is, is I want to work through a book. I'm going to take one chapter a day. And I'm just going to give you some of my outtakes from it, maybe a couple of my thoughts, um, reference a few quotes. You know, one of the things that I find in my leadership development is I look for things that can help give me that nudge, that can just help free my mind a little bit, give me some inspiration, some encouragement. And, and that's what I hope to do, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a staff member, a missionary, maybe you lead in a nonprofit, or maybe you're a business leader. I believe uh, that in the few minutes that we take um, each time that you can find an encouragement, a tweak, or something that can inspire you, maybe just to simply get back to some of your other habits that maybe you've neglected or you've moved away from. You're probably not going to find anything here that I would consider rocket science or anything that you haven't heard before. But I know every time I pick up one of John Maxwell's books, I read them and I think, hmm, and immediately my mind starts firing in all kinds of different directions about how I can execute that, how I can put that into practice, or how I can use that to build relationship with the people that I'm leading or that I'm working with. And so I hope these uh, videos will just be a, a nudge, an encouragement, uh, just to get your mind and your heart engaged uh, into the work that God has called you to do. The book that we're going to start with is um, The Leader's Greatest Return. The Leader's Greatest Return. The, the Kind of the subtitle of the book is Attracting, Developing, and Multiplying Leaders. We're going to get to the book, The Five Levels of Leadership. We're going to get to the book of um, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. We're going to get to those. But I want to start here because I think in the church and in the nonprofit world, so many of us are trying to lead volunteer teams. We're trying to attract a team, whether they're volunteer, whether they're staff, part-time, paid, full-time, um, whatever version of it looks like, we are trying to mobilize the people that are around us to be able to accomplish the mission and the task that we're about. And so this idea of attracting and developing and multiplying leadership uh, leader de leadership development is at the core and at the heart of an effective leader. Uh, we are growing ourselves, as um, as we say it in other places. Great leaders are always becoming; they never arrive. We're we're growing ourselves, but we also have to be equipping the people around us, and we have to be in in engaging people that we can multiply. Maybe they go off and, and leave. Maybe they go plant a church. They, they go lead a different ministry or, or they go and, and work in a different business. Um, as a leader, we want to equip the people that are around us, whether they stay with us or whether they fly and, and they, they thrive where God sends them in our hearts. 
while it may hurt in moments, we can find satisfaction and fulfillment in knowing that we are equipping the people that God has for us. In this introduction, I'm just going to kind of give kind of four highlights and then share some quotes uh, in the introduction from this book, The Leader's Greatest Return. Uh, the first takeaway that I have is developing leaders is difficult, but it's worthwhile. I think one of the hardest jobs as a leader or as a pastor for me is, is, is developing leaders and getting the traction. Um, you know what, how it feels and you know what it's like when it's working and when, when, the, when there's traction on developing leaders and you've got people that you're investing in and you're seeing bear fruit. But sometimes one of the hardest things is to get that traction and get moving. And um, when you do that, you invest and you invest. And some days you can see the fruit and other days you invest and you don't see the fruit yet. And developing leaders is difficult, but it is worthwhile. I think there's no greater joy or one of the greatest joys of ministries is seeing the people on my team grow in their leadership and to be able to take additional steps. Um, I've had people on my team that I've worked with that I, I feel like I've, I've equipped, that I've had a, a part in their development, and I've seen them go on and, and, and pass me. Uh, and opportunities for ministry. And you know what? Uh, there's not been one day and not been one moment where I sit back and go, well, how come it's them and not me? No, <clears throat> I have great satisfaction. It is worthwhile to develop leaders. And I want to encourage you, pastor, uh, church leader, uh, nonprofit leader, uh, business person. I want to encourage you Investing in leaders is difficult. And sometimes you're going to feel like you don't have the time to do it. And I would just say, I don't think you have the time not to do it. It is worthwhile. The second takeaway is developing leaders is a job that never comes to an end. We never reach the point where we can stop developing leaders. I, I know in the church world, there's, there's never been a time when I've sat back and said, you know what? We don't need any more volunteers. We've got everybody we need the rest of you just stay sitting right where you are. We don't need you. And, and if you're a nonprofit leader, you know that as in the business world, you've never had a moment where developing leaders wasn't profitable for you and your business, for your leaders to get better. And so developing leaders is a job that never comes to an end. And so we need to view that more as a process and not a task. So in your mind, if you can think about developing leaders, that, that it is a process. It's something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to invest in anybody that I can. I'm going to invest in the people on my team. I'm going to invest in the people that want to grow and develop. I want to give my life and into developing leaders. And I think you'll find the fulfillment and the satisfaction with that. But it never comes to an end. There's never a, a period. There's never a, a stopping point where you can stop developing leaders. You know, I think for pastors and, and really for believers, men and women, teenagers, um, our leadership development, if God's called us to be a leader, it's part of our discipleship. And we know spiritually that our discipleship never ends until we enter into the presence of, of God in heaven and until we are um, fully saint, we are fully uh, made into the person that God is going to um, make us to be when we get to heaven. We're never completed. And so just as it's part of our discipleship, um, if we're a leader, we are called to invest in other people. 
The third takeaway that I have is developing leaders is the best way to grow any organization. I'm just guessing whether you're a church, whether a ministry leader, a nonprofit, a business, anywhere in between, uh, you have a desire to see your uh, ministry, your church, your nonprofit, your, but you want to see that grow. You want to see it bear fruit. If you're in the business world, you want to see it bring a profit. You want to see it uh, make an impact in the nonprofit world. You want to see um, the, uh, the donations. You want to see uh, the money come in so that you can reinvest that into the passion that's on your heart, that the, the wrong you're trying to right in this world. You want to see that um, um, things change. In church world, we, we want to, to see uh, people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We want to see them be discipled, to grow up and, and to bear fruit, and then to reinvest their life in somebody else. We want to see that. And so one of the best ways to grow a church, an organization, or a business is to develop leaders. And so you have to take a mindset shift. You have to change your mind about developing leaders and know that you are going to invest in people as you are investing in the church, the ministries, the opportunities, the visits, the house calls, um, the nonprofit world, the business world. You are going to, you have to make a mindset shift that you are going to invest and develop leaders to grow your organization. And the fourth takeaway I have um, from the introduction is developing leaders is the only way to create a leadership culture. I'm sure you're like me, where you've seen other people and you're like, wow, how is it that they have all the leaders it seems like they need? Like they've got more leaders than they need from my vantage point. How, how do they do that? You know, there's not a, a magic uh, uh, button that you can push and you can create a leadership culture. You just have to start developing leaders. You have to start gathering people um, to, to read a book and have a conversation, to, to come alongside and, and to shadow and to follow and apprentice with you. you. You have to bring people into the conversations. I've got probably um, eight to ten young leaders uh, that are maybe early 30s and, and below that um, I either sit down consistently with and have conversations about the ministries and the opportunities uh, that they're leading, the nonprofits they're leading, or um, I get a text or a phone call where they're asking questions. And I enjoy and, and I thrive in conversations like that. You know, in your church, in your nonprofit, in your business, if you want to create a leadership culture, then you have to invest in people. You have to give them opportunities to lead. You have to empower them. And then you have to um, continue and repeat and repeat and repeat. They then begin investing in, in other people. And then you can develop a leadership culture. It's not just a magic button that you can push. Let me give you just a few quotes real quick, and then we'll be done with this video. The first is by Peter Drucker. He says, no executive has ever suffered because his subordinates were strong and effective. No leaders ever looked around and said, you know what? I am suffering because my leaders on my team are too good. They're, they're too strong. They're too effective. The next, uh, these next ones are from John Maxwell uh, directly. The quote is, people too often overvalue their dream 
and undervalue their teams. We put so much emphasis on the, the dream that we're chasing after, and we undervalue the importance of investing in the team to help us get there. The next quote by John Maxwell is, I am often amazed at the amount of money and energy organizations spend on activities that will not produce growth. We said it in those uh, those points that to, to add value to your team, you have to develop the people. And here he says, I you look around and you see businesses and churches and nonprofits spend a lot of money on things that aren't related to people and leadership development. And they neglect that because they don't have, they don't have resources for that. Yet that's the one thing that can bring growth and development. Another quote is, if the purpose of life is ease and comfort, no sensible person would ever take on the dream of leadership. I think what he's saying here is if you are a leader, then you aren't just in charge. You are investing in people. You're developing the people in the team. You're doing leadership development. The good news is that leaders can be developed and everyone wins when the leaders develop other good leaders from John Maxwell. And then finally, there is nothing in this world that gives a greater ROI, return on investment, than a leader attracting, developing, and multiplying leaders. The greatest return on your life, the greatest return on your investment will be, as a leader, investing in people. If you're a church leader, I would encourage you, begin looking around people around people that are, that are around you, that are committed, that have a capacity for leadership, that are, have good people skills, um, that get things done. And then find a way to begin having conversations, asking questions of them. Um, bring them in so you can begin developing leaders. See you again next week for Monday with Maxwell.